Hey guys, you're listening to The Boys Review from the 47th Hour. I'm Toby, and I'm joined on this journey by Guy. Hi. And each week, we'll share our opinions on the latest episodes of the series. This week is the first episode of Season 3, Payback. If you love The Boys, like and subscribe and let us know in the comments what you thought of the episode. Don't forget we also release new episodes of our Strange New Worlds podcast and Orville Review every week. So Guy, first episode of Season 3. You've seen the first two seasons, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the first two seasons. Do you think this is a continuation of the greatness of those two seasons? Do you think it goes up a notch? After the, the season two closer, you kind of didn't know really what you were going to expect to see. And it's nice that it's moved on a little bit in, in time. Um, and, and it kind of saves having to do the immediate sort of exposition stuff that people really don't like. What did you think of the opening movie that they did when it, they were all landing there at the Burnt City? I tell you what, when you saw... Um, alternate Stormfront. Yeah, when you see the alternate with the blonde hair, and you're like, ah, right, okay, this is a movie trailer. Great line in that little movie trailer was Homelander's closing line before they kill her. They had fun with that. I think the idea of using a whole reality show to recruit the new um, superheroes was genius. And they take the mick out of those reality shows beautifully. But that's what I like about The Boys. It's never taken itself too seriously. I've always, always liked the way that they end each episode, so just to sort of almost hook you into watching the next. And they did it brilliantly this episode. The whole sort of Nadia thing, and then to Huey just to follow his instinct of follow her and to be revealed that she was the assassin. I know. It was beautifully done at the end, wasn't it, for him? Like I say, it's that nice hook that you just think, ah, i got to watch the next episode. I was a bit disappointed that they did it so quickly. It would have been quite interesting to have him walk into a room or discover the aftermath and know that it was someone in the agency, but not figure out who. And maybe play an episode or two of him trying to track down who it was, make a mistake, get it wrong, you know, paranoia and all that kind of stuff. But this is the boys. They've only got, I think it's eight episodes. So they're not going to hang about. I've liked the fact that they haven't hung around ever. It's been very pacey which I enjoy. Mm. There are lots of scenes that for graphic content we can't really discuss. (laughs) (laughs) But you're talking about the party scene in particular. That's one of them, yeah. I mean, that's what makes the boys so good in the fact that it isn't afraid to absolutely be graphic, but also take the mick at the same time. Oh, yeah. It went to places that you didn't know the show was going to go. And the problem is it goes there before you've even really had time to comprehend where it's going. You're just like, okay, okay, what am I seeing on screen right now? You just think, oh, okay, well, they're leading somewhere with it. And then he sneezed. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe they just did that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow, that guy went out happy. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I like the fact that they've dangled a carrot in front of Butcher with the um, compound B24 thing. Oh, I think that's going to come to play. Definitely, that's a huge thing. And I think that is probably going to be something he has to take at some point. And I don't think that the side effects are going to be great. It's always going to be setbacks, isn't it? And with the type of person he is, it could be very easy for him to become bad, like really bad. Yeah. So what do you think of the whole setup of the payback team? I'm intrigued about the whole payback team. I'm not sure where it's going to go. All I can say is you've got Jensen Eccles, okay, from Supernatural. He's he's huge, huge person in that respect. So he's got a cult following that will be coming to this show just for him. 
you are not going to get him in some flashback scenes. He's playing someone called Soldier Boy, so Soldier Boy is dead. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. You're not going to limit Jensen Eccles to these flashback scenes unless you're talking about episodes that are set back in time, but I don't believe there are any this season that are that way. So I'm interested in how all that comes to play. You knew he wasn't dead the minute that they had M.M., uh, you know, with all the newspaper clickings, and you just thought, all right, well, he's clearly not dead. He's 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 somewhere in some sort of facility somewhere, isn't he? Facility, or he's escaped, and they want to cover it up, or something. Yeah. So, as a episode, okay, this is the first episode of season three. Do you think this is a great episode, or do you think it's actually not living up to potential? I think it's fantastic. I tell you what, as a season opener, you know, you you have to applaud them because they. Not only have they moved the storyline on considerably, but you're introducing new characters. Oh, by the way, the whole supersonic and starlight thing, you can sense betrayal there really, really quickly. Um, and you just think, yeah, supersonic's going to sort of absolutely stab her in the back as soon as he can. A hundred percent. He's going to do anything he can to become part of the seven. Yeah, it screams um, stabbing in the back. But yeah, as, as the season opener goes... You have to applaud them because they've uh, they've hooked you in for another season. Oh, completely, completely. At the moment, do you have any ideas where you think this is going to go over the rest of the season? No, this is it. We're heading off for this Soldier Boy thing, which, do you know what? It, it has got intrigue. And now you know that Huey also working for an assassin. Where's that going? You want to kind of know what's happening with Starlight and uh, um, whether or not that's going to become a problem. Like the um, V24 with Butcher, because you think the potential on that is just awesome. But my only thing is with that, does it become very like, do you remember the later seasons of 4400? Yeah. Do you remember that they used to actually be able to hand out the vials towards the end of that? I wasn't a great fan of that. I felt it dialed down the uniqueness of who those people were. So I think if anyone can just take a vial, I never like that in a show. I think it becomes too broad a thing. I think it should always remain quite unique. Yeah. For the potential of being a suit, I don't know. Does everybody have the same powers if you take it? You could use it as a weapon. Because like Mother's Milk, he's dead against it. Imagine someone using it on him, almost like torture sort of thing. I suppose. I see where you're coming from. If you're dead set against it. Give us information or we're going to inject you with this sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see what you're on about. You could use it in that respect. But then the problem is, if you do inject him with it, and it does become a power, then that power is going to be used straight against you, isn't it? So, probably not the best threat to use, guy, thinking it through. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it could just be as useless as the Deep's power. There has been some incredibly funny scenes with the Deep. I know, that's the only thing that saves that character. I know that they've been absolutely ripping it out of Aquaman, but it's absolutely hilarious when they've been doing it. They're... <laughs> Just remembering some of the scenes when he's trying to save that dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say is your favourite character from this episode? Well, none of this, oh, Starlight, because she shines brightly. No, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is, this is really hard to look past Homelander. Yeah. He's an incredible psychopath. He just has this unique ability to just have that blank expression and you just don't know what he's thinking what's gonna happen mm -hmm. he could kill anybody he wants you know mm -hmm. it's just great yep so seeing him being pushed to the edge by stan 
I really, really want to see sort of how that progresses and, and how he, he takes to being co-captain. I, I think it's going to be hilarious to watch because I think he's going to have fun with it. I think he's going to hate every minute of it, but he's going to enjoy those minutes. If he's going to be forced to do something, he's going to make everyone pay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I think my favourite one at the moment for this episode only has to be Huey. His reactions when he's in that alleyway. Goal, absolute gold star rating for the acting there. Yeah, I like Jack Quaid. He reminds me of the actor that played Walter Bishop's son. Oh, the guy from Dawson's Creek? Yeah, I can't remember his name. I don't see it at all, Guy. You don't see it? I don't see it at all. No, I see quite a lot of similarity between them. But there you go, that's just me. I can't remember his name. What's his name? Why would I know his name? You were a Dawson's Creek fan back in the day? <laughs> no, I was not. I was not. At all. That never went on. My guilty pleasure was Roswell High. That was my guilty pleasure. <laughs> God. You're not supposed to admit stuff like that. That was because of the blonde girl in it. She was brilliant. She went on to being great in that. I mean, she was not so great in that. <laughs> God. <laughs> so that's it for the first episode of The Boys Review. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and check out the other reviews on our channel. And join us next week when we'll be looking at The Only Man in the Sky. 